Welcome to the Anne-Marie Waltz Show. She will help to inspire you with all things about internet marketing, makeovers, and motivation. She will teach you how to focus on living a better quality life and also help you learn how to earn better by using the internet as a tool. Her expertise includes 30 years of experience as a high-end hairstylist, professional photographer, entrepreneur, internet business coach, social media marketer, former hair color educator that taught throughout the US, a blogger, affiliate marketer, and podcaster. So, she now wants to know this. How may she help you? Let's count the ways. Her motto is, see it. Plan it. Do it. And now here is Anne-Marie Waltz. Hello, it's Anne-Marie Waltz. Thank you for coming back to my show. And if you're new here, well, welcome. Today I have a special guest and a special episode. And my featured guest is Brittany. She's a stylist of two years. She can be found in Florence, Kentucky, all the way from Kentucky. And she owns Hidden Rainbows Hair Studio. So today's episode is a follow-up on my last episode podcast, which was titled go get a real job the tales of true stories of what it is to be a hairstylist so she's going to share with you some of her insights as i had posted this question in a group about a week and a half ago and boy was there a lot of chatter all right so let's get to this and let's give a warm welcome to Brittany. and the crowd roars yay and thank you Brittany. Okay. Hi, Brittany. Yeah, there you go. It's Anne-Marie Waltz here. All right. So for everybody that's listening, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty and I have uh, Brittany with us and she's a, a stylist of two years. So we were having an awesome conversation. So I'd like to pick it back up. All right. So Brittany, you and I met like probably about a week and a half ago, right? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Okay. And what was the question that I had asked in a Facebook group? Uh, how many hairstylists have been told to get a real job? Yeah. Yeah. And um, it isn't it funny when people want to like throw around unsolicited advice about what you should do with your life about getting a real job. <laughs> right. So, so um, you were saying like, how is it that you wound up becoming a hairstylist? Um. So I... <laughs> really um it's funny because i ended up i first started out going to school to be a vet because i love animals i have multiple animals we connected on that earlier in the day um and i was in there and i have problems with numbers and like letters sometimes which isn't hairdressing too but it's a little easier but i had to take chemistry and i just could not for the life of me figure it out so my chemistry professor actually suggested that I drop out of college. So I did. I dropped out. And I knew I loved makeup. I've always loved makeup. So I was like, I'm going to go to school and do that. But when I got in there, I realized I absolutely despised doing makeup on other people. But I found this huge passion for hair. And, when, and what was it that you loved about hair so much? that I could be so creative with it. I didn't realize the steps that went behind, like changing somebody's hair color. And it's almost like 
painting and I, I paint all the time. So it was like being able to paint something on somebody and have artwork on somebody else and getting to make people feel pretty and beautiful and confident. So when you did that, you knew that's what you wanted to do for a career, correct? Yes. Yeah. Well, um, my story is that like I, I all of a sudden woke up, well, I don't know, last Tuesday and now I'm going into my 31st year. Uh, but I remember like yesterday, that moment that was when I, I knew I wanted to be a hairstylist and and I was maybe you can put in air quotes, one of the lucky ones that as a kid, when they ask, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was in a salon waiting uh, when a parent was getting their hair done and I saw a hairstyle book and a lady's hair braided into a hat. So I was uh, all about eight years old in 1978. Uh, and then when I posted that question in the group about who told you uh, not to be a hairdresser and, and to get a real job, honestly, I never thought that it would blow up and that it would be, there's had to be what, about 170 people that mm -hmm. either had similar stories, a few that were fortunate enough that just had encouragement along the way. Um, and myself included, I, you know, I was told uh, multiple times to go get a so-called AKA real job <laughs> and and uh and to anybody listening you'll want to catch my previous podcast show because i did a whole entire segment that's dedicated to all the stylists out there all right so and now back to you Brittany. what have been some of the struggles that you have um had with opinions directed at you when it comes to um being a hairstylist and then, and then the other question is, how long have you been a hairstylist? So outside of school, um, it's going on two years in May. So I, I mean, about two years. Um, and with people like telling me things, I had support from everybody. Like everyone supported me finding something that I love to do. Right. But when I tell them, like this isn't going to be something that I'm going to come out of school and bam, be making like all this money. I told them, I was like, this is going to take a couple of years. Like, this isn't even like, you know, a couple decades ago where what was big wasn't really color as much. It was a lot of, you know, um, haircuts. So I know rollers were popular at one point in time, and it was a little easier to build just because it was like shorter services, and now everything's so advanced and a highlight isn't just a highlight anymore it's a highlight and a toner and it's a six-hour service and oh gosh yeah okay double time to build and I think that just went in one ear and out the other because now that I'm out in the industry and I'm I mean I'm struggling a little bit and I have two jobs um and people keep telling me you know you just need to go do something else full time you don't need to be doing this you're not going to make any money you're not going to make anything of yourself how do you expect to raise a family i've heard it all from everybody gotcha so and then do you remember a time before facebook no no okay so you're two years in and you don't know a time where Facebook did not exist, correct? Not not really. I mean, okay. when I started doing hair in, I mean, social media wasn't huge. We, we kind of relied on walk-ins and stuff like that. It was there a little bit, but it wasn't like the main source just because my town was so small and everyone knew everybody. But then when I integrated into this bigger 
city is when I decided that I, you know, social media is still around and it's still alive and people still use it. So trying to figure it out is, has been like an obstacle for me, but anymore, I feel like social media is starting to die off at this point. And then, um, when we spoke earlier, you had made mention of that when you went to school, it was during the pandemic, right? Yes, a month before it hit. I started school January of 2020. Wow. So how long did it take you to finish school? Um, I was set to graduate in December, and I ended up graduating March of 21. And so what, while you were in school, I'm just curious, what do they cover? Do they Did they help you at all, like as far as? giving you any kind of instructions on how to use social media or was that even talked about? See, my school was really interesting because we had great teachers and great educators there for us, but I felt like my school in particular, and I know a lot of other people can relate to this, it was so much drama, but not even just amongst the students, like amongst the teachers and the we went through three directors while I was in school and you can wow. tell that the educators didn't want to be there anymore because right after I graduated, I think all of them, but two left to go into real estate. So wow. it was like, you know, we didn't get a lot. And plus we couldn't work on each other. I mean, it was during yeah. COVID. So we right. weren't allowed to work on each other. It was strictly mannequins. We couldn't touch, like, I didn't learn facials at all. That was not even in my curriculum because of COVID. Nails didn't learn that because of COVID. Um, So many things. So by the time that like the restrictions were lifted for me personally, I was about to graduate. So they were state board heavy. That's what we did all day, every day, state board, state board, state board. And then after I graduated, I was like, what about the rest of it? Right. So then, um, so I'd say like none of us, whether you're two years in like you are or three decades in like I have in, n- no one expected the pandemic like yeah. at all. So, all right. So then when it comes to, um, I like your, how you've shared that it's more, would you say the words would be more complicated now getting into the industry with the services like you had mentioned are seem to be like five to six hours versus learning how to do a bob i think it is a lot harder now because we have such extensive services and they are so detailed now and uh, with the detail you know comes more expense and with everything going on in the world right now i think people are having to choose between their hair or their groceries So us hairstylists, we're kind of like, this is what we live on. I mean, this is our income, and we're struggling because everyone else is struggling. And um, in school, I'm also curious, what was their steps, if there were, um, did they teach you how to do a thorough consultation? Uh, they They had a book, and it had like three questions on it. Okay. And we had to ask everybody, and I can't even remember what the questions are. I think one was we had to figure out, like, their porosity, and one was the starting level, and one was the texture. That was it. That was about as far as we did. Then we just asked them what they wanted, 
And instead of the educator showing us or being like, okay, well, what steps would you take to get here? My educators kind of just did everything for us. Oh, gotcha. Didn't show you how. Right. We weren't <laughs> even allowed to color. We had to have an educator go do it for us. Wow. All right. Yeah. Um, even when I was in hairdressing school, one of the first uh, things that they had to cover, believe it or not, was about the straight razor. Uh, and it was make sure the guard is on it uh, when you leave the building. I was like, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. That was, that was an interesting, helpful tip. So, um, so with you sharing with me how your education is, um, was, uh, I see I see and hear some parallels uh, that haven't changed in 30 years. So um, my so thank you so much. Um, yeah, I would recommend that you keep doing like word of mouth. And one question that's helped really and within my business with any customer that has ever reached out to me that I'm finally in front of is that when we're doing a consultation. I always like to ask them, what are your expectations out of today? And then, you know what, they'll tell you. And I don't know about you, it's much easier to meet somebody's expectations if you ask them and they tell you instead of trying to guess. Right. (laughs) Um, And um, so what do you do as far as, like, how do you juggle? And uh, I know I may have mentioned this to you before, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, when I talk to, I, I consider you young blood, and our industry needs so many more people like you um, because it is a real career, and, and I'm going to shout that from the mountaintops. Um, <laughs> how to, like, sharpen your craft, be good at color, be good at balayage, and whatever it is that you're aiming to do, um, what's probably the biggest struggle? Is it the hair? Is it the social media? Is it all of it? Like For me personally, my biggest struggle, I have two that I would say I struggle with the most. The, the first thing is like advertising, like trying to market myself on social media, word of mouth, just in general marketing myself. And then the second thing and this is something that, like, eventually I'm going to take classes for to get better at. But surprisingly, one thing that I did not learn in school, because my school was also very much into favoritism, giving you what you were good at, mm-hmm. um, I was not properly learned how to cut hair. And I'm still struggling with that. So I'm still right. trying to do it to where I can please people, but it not be my specialty. Right. Well, um Right from the beginning, it, we sound like we have a lot of similarities. I, I couldn't get enough education because I, I, I kind of had a, a small clue that I got enough education for myself to get my license, but I was mm-hmm. always hungry for more. Right. And so um, the other thing that was also so instrumental in being able to uh, have the experiences that I did was if you – happen to like color at all try to find a manufacturer like one of the companies maybe it's even one of maybe it's the brand that you have in your salon and and take a look to see if you know they have an opening for an educator or just even start looking at the manufacturers in that capacity and the hair shows and all that because Mm -hmm. that is where you can just the sky's the limit Uh, right 
Yeah. During the course of my 30 years, I was also a Redken hair color educator for almost 10. And so you get to, um, when you get to be on one of those teams, I never looked at it as myself as, oh, I'm the rock star, like at all, because it was a, a mentor of mine that had pulled me into education and uh, was that I would also, I would still sweep the floor for another mentor, you know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh when uh because when you get involved with like a manufacturer you can wind up leaving your immediate area if that's what you want to do you get to see bigger things and you get to travel the country and um i want to impress upon you that it is absolutely 100% a thousand percent possible to make a good living in this industry um because when i first started out i didn't know how to cut hair so then what I did was I learned like what you want to do is like focus on giving good haircut and look up some of the different classes. I know I would still recommend if you have a chance and opportunity to go to the Redkin Exchange in New York. It's it's phenomenal. Uh, they have hands-on workshops with some of the best of the best and and the educators, they really care. And so so work on that. And then, like myself, what I'd done was like, okay, well, next step as a new stylist was to work on knowing that yellow and blue make green. And Mm -hmm. there was this old guy, God, I don't even know if he's alive anymore. He was phenomenal. He had sat in a a class one time, and we were just sitting in chairs. He goes, okay, you hairdressers, how do you make make green? Come on, say it. Do you remember kindergarten? (laughs) And we were like, you know. Yellow and blue. How do you make orange? Red and yellow. How do you make purple? Uh, you know, blue and blue and red. He goes in, and he swore. I'm not going to swear, but he goes, "What the blank? Then how come none of you know how to color hair?" I was like, "Wow!" And I went back that day so inspired that I was like, "Oh, wait a minute. Okay, so I have to get the color swatch out, and I have to determine how light or dark they are according to the manufacturer." Oh, and then I have to bring it over to the chart and see the underlying undertone. Oh, and then I just either need to enhance it or cancel it out. Oh, is that it? Woohoo! <laughs> and seriously, it was from that one conversation that what lit the fire for a corrective color. So just take one thing at a time nurture whatever it is that it is that you know that Brittany wants to do and then you become the best at that for yourself and the one thing I'm an advocate for because I see all the time online now what should I charge I live in the zip code who cares about the zip code there's only one Brittany Mm -hmm. and so that's what you market. You market yourself that there's you're Brittany and you're going to pamper people like Brittany knows how to pamper people. And my fee is, and you leave it at that. The other thing too, that it's very useful because it is noisy out there. I see that for you. I have much empathy for all the young blood out there because I don't know about you, but it's like, oh, wait a minute, I don't know how to cut hair, and how to color hair, and how to defrizz hair. I got to take a video of it. I got to do a TikTok. I got to know how to twerk. Nah, I'm not going to twerk. <laughs> There's, so um, I feel like many of you have to juggle. And sometimes on top of the pressure of, of a peanut gallery going, go get a real job. 
But most of the time I found in my life experience, most of the ones that tell you to go get a real job aren't happy at the jobs they have. Oh, no. I don't think anybody that's ever told me that it can also look me in the face and tell me that they're completely 100% happy. And I've heard that a lot, too. Like, you can't do what makes you happy. You have to do what pays the bills. And it's like, but why can't I do both? And me personally, I'm a person that will put my happiness over everything. Yes, you have to. And there can be a lot of drama in our field. But you know what? You treat people well. You set your boundaries. Don't get up, get caught up in the drama. And and anybody that tries, I feel, it says, you know, get a real job. You know what? They have a water cooler, and you can't tell me they don't have drama. Right. <laughs> it just happens to be in a different profession. Um, and uh, if the other thing I see sometimes, too, is that, like, People, other hairstylists um, are struggling because they can't, they don't know how to use social media. So this is a tip I'll share with you and I'll, I'll share with all stylists out there is that your, your, you know, your timeline banner on your Facebook page, right? The banner mm-hmm. at the top. Make that, make that reflect what it is that you love to do. And then people, if they don't know you do hair, they don't know. If they do know you do hair, they're more apt to remember you. And so it sounds to me um, that like you were used to word of mouth. And one thing that's nice about word of mouth, it doesn't go down. It doesn't break, (laughs) you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's not like social media where one day it could just be gone. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Can't beat word of mouth. So well, um, I definitely want to thank you for sharing your time and thank you for sharing your insights about like mm-hmm. about the how even social media can even be viewed now um, because it is, I do feel, um, and after listening to you verify that it, it does seem to be a bit more challenging that that's an aspect of, that's in the mix of having to try to grow your clientele. Mm-hmm. So. So if you had something to share with somebody about becoming a hairstylist, what would it be? Just to not let people break you down. I had that happen a lot, honestly, um, just to keep going. I mean, even like I said on that Facebook post, my first salon, they broke me down. They made me scared. And I I left and I kept doing my thing and it's moving along. Like you can't let other people determine what you do. Well, thank you so much for that. And if somebody needed to find you so that you could give them awesome service, where could they find you? I am on Instagram at hidden underscore rainbows underscore. And then I'm on Facebook. I believe it's the same thing or it's just at hidden rainbows hair suite something similar okay great well i'll be sure to put that in the in the profile in the as part of me the description of our episode and uh, and then in what state are you in currently kentucky ah kentucky all right so anybody that's that's out there listening and you're in kentucky make sure that you look up my friend Brittany. all right Well, thank you for sharing, Brittany. I'll see you on Facebook. I appreciate your time, and you just keep at it. Thank you. Yeah, and how many Brittany's are there? Just me. Just you. 
<laughs> and so what are you going to say? There's just you. Only one. Only one. <laughs> and your fee is? Sorry? I said uh, there's only one, and your fee is, <laughs> right? Whatever I am. Yep. So, all right, well, uh, get out there and go get them. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Come back to and Marie Waltz show often and be sure to follow her on social media. Thank you again and remember this. You truly rock. You can literally do whatever you put your mind to. See it. Plan it. Do it. Go right now and register on andmariewaltz.com slash register. See you next time.